Hello, everybody, and welcome to Family Mission, the Family Mission podcast, your place for all Family Mission stuff. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me today on the podcast. I'm super excited for uh, just the conversation we're going to have today, what we're going to get into, what we're going to talk about, because um, I believe this is something that all of us um, are growing in and can grow in more and more because um, life has its way of pointing out things that we thought we dealt with, but we really didn't. Um, it's fun how, you know, the Lord's so, he's so gracious, he's so merciful to us. Um, and just are doing, and again, the growing process. I mean, we're all growing. One of the really cool things is whenever we were kind of together as a family and we were praying about, you know, family mission, not just, you know, the name family mission, but what God was wanting to use us in and help us in and then to impart those things and help share this truth, you know, the the different things that God has given us. How do we share it with other people? What is a good visual for what God is doing in our lives that, you know, coincidentally he can do in your guys' life, that he can build in your guys' life. And the picture that God gave me, I was, I was sitting down and he gave me this picture of a, of a spring, you know, like a, a fountainhead. Cause you know, the Bible says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you drink the, the water that I drink, you'll never thirst again. So there was this image of this spring bubbling up because, you know, the spirit of God is like, it's a spring in our belly. It, it fuels, it flows out. Um, and then there was also this image that the Lord gave me, um, of a tree, like a little sapling that was growing up. You know, because the Bible says in John, Jesus um, talks about him being the root and us being the branches and then the father being like the vine dresser who goes around and trims off dead branches and plants and grafts and does different things. Um, so there was these two very clear visuals and the Lord just kind of blended them together. So the logo, when you see the family mission logo and it kind of looks like a tree or a, or a, a fountain. It's both of those things because the spirit and the word of God and the relationship of God that happens, you know, again, through communication with the word, through communication, through, you know, the Holy Spirit, through anointed teaching, through preaching, through the gifts of the spirit, all those different things that the Bible gives us and explains, they actually help us to grow. Like in Psalms chapter one, it says, you're like a tree planted. You know, we are, we are planted, our family, you know, our family tree it can be planted in the Lord. It can be planted in a peaceful way where for generations to come, our families can have healthy homes. They can have healthy, you know, jobs, businesses. They can be creative. They can be dreamers. They can be productive. They can be uh, incredibly loving, prosperous, generous. All of these things can grow into our family tree. And if our family tree might not have been that, we've been grafted into the kingdom. The Bible says we've been made and we've been invited into the kingdom of his son. In other words, the family tree of Christ. We've been grafted in it. In the book of John, it talks about that. But anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about today. But I do believe, again, family mission, what's it about? You know, that's what it's about. We want to help you guys um, in any way that we're able to, whether it's through the stories, through the things that we've walked through, through the things that God's sharing with us. We want to encourage your faith, encourage your, your own personal relationship with God because He's there. He's available. He wants to help you. He wants you to be prosperous. He's not up there just waiting to zap you when you make a mistake. You know, all of those, um, you know, viewpoints of God, it's, it's interesting. A lot of those actually come from pagan backgrounds. 
They come from a warped perspective of a God, not the Lord who we're talking about. That's why Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. See how Jesus was, that's how the Father is. Jesus said, I come into the world not to condemn it, but to save it and to gather back to save that which was lost. See, the Father's heart is not just to condemn us. He wants us to be saved back into the light. He wants us to see how valuable we really are. And again, that's a completely different perspective in a lot of ways. And sometimes some of those things, they can just be real subconscious. But the Holy Spirit breaks those things down. The anointing of God, the the power of, of God breaks those things. The Bible says the anointing breaks the yoke. So it breaks the yoke, not like an egg yoke, but like a yoke, like when you see oxen, that piece of wood that's over their neck, that's the yoke. You know, whenever Jesus says, my yoke is easy, he's talking about that yoke, it's that neck piece. Um, It's an easy, it's not a burden to carry, it's actually easy. His way is light. So um, today I wanted to get into some things that are kind of connected to that, Um, but we did a live relatively recently talking about how dependent we are on God. Um, you know, the the more that, that I've walked with the Lord, the more that I've grown just, I think as a person, you know, there's there's things that can kind of kind of hit you. You know, again, like that visual of a tree, you know, we're constantly growing. Sometimes a branch, you know, grows out a little bit longer on this side, but then all of a sudden the one on the other side starts growing and it creates a more balanced picture of a tree. Same thing in our lives. Sometimes certain things grow quicker just because of circumstances, just because of maybe um, certain things that we're actually listening to um, and obedient in. So one area of our life might grow a little bit quicker than the other, but then when the other one grows, it creates a more balanced picture um, to us in our life of, of what it's supposed to look like. So the Lord's really been growing, I think, in my heart, just how dependent we really are. Um, it's really been just a perspective shift to realize that, you know, without him, I really am nothing. And, you know, that's something that I, I sang it before. Um, I know it's something that a lot of people, you know, we, we go into church and we, we sing songs and there's, you know, and again, they're truth, but to really connect with them, sometimes we can connect with them solically and kind of in our mind, but we're not really connecting with the revelation that's behind the song. Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink here real quick. I got some uh I got some coffee that I made and it's it's really nice. I'm actually recording in uh the sunroom where we're at and it's a really beautiful um, it's got a lot of windows, so I'm I'm looking out. Um it's a beautiful day outside right now. Clear skies, couple little clouds, nice little breeze. Spring is sprungin', sprung, spring is sprung. I don't know, it's it's looking really, really nice outside. So I'm kinda kinda getting to enjoy, you know, how nice it is, but again, the the revelation, you know, um, the revelation of a song. Whenever people sing, whenever you the song is written, you know, the Bible says, "Out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks." So, out of what's inside of our heart, the deepest parts of who we are, out of that place, our mouth is going to communicate. We're going to speak. You know, if we, you know, cultivate again, think like a tree. If my heart is like ground. And the gospel is a seed, right? Peter talks about the divine seed of the gospel. All right. So if, if you know, the Jesus said this, the principal parable it says, if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any of the parables? And that parable was the parable of the sower, 
Well, what's the parable of the sower? Well, that's whenever there's there's a man who goes out and he scatters seeds. Some seed lands on the road. Some seed lands um, where there's some thorns that grow up and they, they quench it out. There's some seed that grows where birds pick it up real quick and snatch it away. And then there's hard ground where it doesn't even penetrate. And then there's good ground where the seed lands and it penetrates and it grows and it flourishes. See, again, that's our hearts talking about our heart. We got to understand what do we grow in our heart? What do we let grow? You know, the Bible says we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, this this understanding of who we are. Again, the identity is so important. If I understand I'm like a garden, my mind is like a garden, my heart is a garden, my body is a garden, right? Our body's made of dirt. You put certain minerals in it, it's going to either work right or it's not. Right? You know, to have a good, healthy garden, you got to have good, healthy fertilizer. Well, to have good organs, you got to have good for- fertilizer for your organs. You got to eat so much vitamin B, so much iron, so much zinc, you know, so many different things. We have to eat them so that our body, the garden, right? The physical body is actually prosperous, that actually works properly. You understand kind of the visual behind that? So our heart is the same way. What we allow to grow in our heart, you know, do we allow the the habits of hiding? You know, something I kind of want to get into. Again, this all flows together because to be dependent on God means I have to realize He's the one that's cultivating my heart. The Bible says that the Lord, He's the Lord over everybody. The Bible says God is Lord over all. The earth is His footstool. You know, every one of us, you know, how is God Lord? Well, when Jesus went to the cross, and I'm sorry if I'm getting kind of, try not to get tongue-tied here, talk too fast. When Jesus went to the cross, he said, it is finished. In other words, he overcame, you know, we, we all understand, you know, he's our savior, he, he died for my sins, okay. Well, what did he really accomplish? He actually purchased us, right? He purchased us. And you say, well, how do you know? Well, if you look in some of the uh, the books, other books of the New Testament, you read like in the beginning of Corinthians, First um, John, you know, all those letters, the epistles, and the beginning of them, they a lot of them they enter Peter. They have this line where they say, you know, it is me, you know, John, Peter, um, Paul, a bond slave unto Christ. And you're thinking that just a bond slave? Why are they using the verbiage of a slave? Well, a slave is someone who's been bought. Right. If you're a slave, you you are owned by somebody else. Okay. So there's a bond slave, and then there's a slave. So the verbiage bond slave means that's a slave who's been given their freedom. We've been given a free will. Right. We've been purchased, but we've been given a free will. So we have a free will to do all. But there is one who purchased us. That's Jesus on the cross. We said it is finished. That's why he is Lord of all. The word Lord, he he owns all. Right. When we use that word Lord, we're really giving him credit. Say, you actually own, you know, again, think of my body. It's part of the earth, right? From dust you were made to dust you will go down, right? Out of the earth he formed man. This body is the Lord's because the Bible says the earth is the Lord's. My body's made of dirt. It's got iron, zinc, again, like we talked about. All the things that are in dirt, that are in fruit, that are in natural things, it's, it's owned by the Lord. Whether I like it or not, he owns it. He's the landowner, right? He's He's got rights to everything in this body. That's why he says he knows the hairs on our head. Why? Well, he owns it. If you own property, you're going to know every bit of your property. If you own a house, you know where the living room is. You know how many chairs you have in the living room. Well, duh, he knows how many hairs are on my head. Why? Because he owns it. He knows everything about it. 
Does that make sense? And that this is beautiful picture. So again, back to identity. If I understand that he owns me and he owns and knows all these different things about my life, he knows every aspect of who I am, then maybe it would be a good thing to yield to him doing in my life. You know, in the Old Testament, <clears throat> he uh, the Lord took one of the prophets, and I'm sorry, just the name uh, clips my brain, you'll have to look at, I'm sorry, but he took one of the prophets and said, go to the potter's house. He says, I want you to watch him. And he's watching the potter and the clay, and he's working basically this 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 pot. He's, he's working with the clay. And the Bible ultimately alludes to the Lord being the potter and we being the clay, right? That's the, the takeaway of it. Okay, again, if I'm clay, I am to be molded. Well, I need someone to mold me, right? I need something to grow in me. The seed of the gospel is the seed of love. He put his own seed, who he was, he shared in us through his son on the cross. Does that make sense? This is so, I mean, this is so fundamental. It's very simple, but it is so profound in our identity. Because again, if I live out of a healthy identity, and I'm not living out of a hidden identity, I want to go into this a little bit. There's scripture here. Let me get over here. In Luke chapter, well, actually, I'm going to go to Ephesians 1 first. Then I'll go to Luke chapter 15. In Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, this is a, a letter written to the church in Ephesus, which is a city, Ephesus. Sorry, guys, I'm getting there here. There we are. Ephesians chapter 1. Check this out. So there's this prayer that Paul Paul gets and he goes into, and uh, it is absolutely rich. And it's something that I, I know I've heard a few people mention how amazing it is just to pray, read this, you know, where he says, you insert me, change the words. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that right now. But the prayer, listen to this. Verse three says this in Ephesians chapter one, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ. You could say who has planted in us through Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Even he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself. You know, another way for talking about adoption, you use that word grafting. If you've, if you got plants, you graft a branch that was seemingly a dead branch into a living plant and they become one. You are adopted into the plant. You are brought into the plant. That's the verbiage that's used in the book of John. He's talking about being grafted in the vine dresser, bringing in things that were once separated back into, you say, a son that has no family now is adopted into a family that has a father. Continuing. That we blame us before him in love, he predestined us. So he chose this, that we would be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Talking about the father's will. I mean, that's what the father wants. According to his will. Verse six, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved or in the family. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses or our sins, according to the riches or the abundance of his grace, which he has lavished upon us. He has just overflowed them upon us in all of his wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. Notice he's made it available for us to understand, to be able to understand the will 
that he has according to his purpose, which he has set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things. You say graft all things to him, things in heaven and things in earth. Now that is a huge dump of like tons and tons of amazing information. But what I want you guys to catch out of that is there's so much that is going forth for us to be grafted in, for us to be joined into him. Spiritual blessings in heavenly places, right? Now, to be grafted into something, you can't hide and be grafted into the family. All right? We cannot hide in our sin, in our habits, in our broken identity, those, you know, all those things, again, the Bible says that you are separate from God through the sin, and you are separate from God, you are at enmity with God in your mind through your dead works. In other words, through your sin, there was a perspective you had where you hid from God. See, that's what happened in the garden. The garden, Adam was clothed. Well, why was he clothed? Because he was grafted into God. He was one with love. He was communicating with him. There was no... You know, how was he, again, to be grafted? Again, I'm trying to keep this, use the word grafted because it's a word picture, you know, of a tree. If you have a tree where God is, and again, Christ is the root of that tree. He is the taproot. He is the center of that tree, right? If you have a tree planted, the taproot's the main root that, you know, grounds the whole thing. So, you know, the Bible calls him the cornerstone. If you're building a building, the cornerstone is the stone that you use to gauge all your other bricks off of when you're building it. But anyway, there's this tree cornerstone. There's this chief root planted. That's Christ. Now, if I'm going to be grafted into that tree, if I'm going to be invited in, all right, the way that I keep myself from that is by hiding. That means I hide in my sin. I don't tell anyone. I'm keeping secrets. I'm deceptive. I twist things. I cover myself. I blame others. See, this is what Adam did in the garden whenever he was called on the carpet, if you will, or the Lord asked him. He wasn't even, he didn't do anything yet. He just asked Adam. He said, Adam, where are you? Why are you hiding? And then Adam said, well, I was hiding because I was naked, right? Then he said, who told you you were naked? In other words, there was a perspective shift. He went from focusing on, again, the life of God and who God was and flourishing and being creative, prosperous, um, multiplying, being all that God created him to be, to becoming self-centered. And see that shift in focus, Again, it's that little perspective, and it goes against everything that's carnal. Because again, that's the death. That's that carnal mentality. The flesh is at enmity with God and the Spirit. They do not flow together. The flesh is always seeking its own, seeking who I am, my way, the way that's going to take me out. How am I going to get out of this alive? How am I going to take care of it? Instead of focusing on the expanse of love and the kingdom, it's their complete opposites. But in this instance, he goes, who told you you were naked? Well, I said, well, I saw myself, right? And so I went and I hid and I covered myself, right? What did Adam do in that instance? Whenever sin entered in, how did he respond? He responded by covering, covered himself with leaves. He ran from the presence of God. He didn't run to God anymore. He now ran away from God. So he covered, he ran from God, he hid, right? He was hiding whenever the Lord was looking for him. The Lord knows where he's at. God is all knowing, but he was hiding. 
In other words, there was these actions. He was trying to hide from God. How many of us, you ever try to hide from God? You just, you don't want to talk to God or, you know, you, I mean, I might just be speaking to myself here, but there's been times in my life where there's, you know, you're, you're dealing with something or there's this thing in your life. You just, you can't kick it or there's just, you know, a lot of pressure or people are just getting on your nerve and you just, then all of a sudden it's like, all right, let's worship or we got to go to church, you know? I mean, no, we got, we got to go and we got to be with, be with the Lord or be with some friends and their, their church friends. So you, again, there's this pressure to hide how you're really feeling. So you put on this face of, oh, well, it's okay. I'm, you know, and you're hiding. You're not really being honest. There's this, this feeling of, I got to hide. I got to perform, right? That's where Adam was at. That's the flesh. But see where the spirit is, there is freedom. There is life abundantly. There is a peace where I'm okay with where I'm at. Why? Because I'm in Christ. Now, that doesn't mean I don't change and I'm just stagnant. You know, God is ever moving. He's ever expanding. The universe is exploding as we speak. It is growing. God is prosperous. He is multiplying. He's not stagnant. He doesn't just stay where he is. He is moving and moving and creating and creating. So for me, just to stay stagnant, that's that's selfishness. That's that's not right either. But I am getting in the flow where I'm free. See that there's a freedom in the flow of God. Does that make sense? Whenever you're in love, you're constantly giving of yourself. You are being fruitful. You're giving fruit. The Bible talks about us having the fruit of the Spirit. Again, when we have this fruit of the Spirit, where we are operating in these blessings, again, because the fruit of the Spirit, it's a spiritual blessing. It's a spiritual gift, right? There's gifts of the Spirit also that we can operate in that the Bible talks about. So there's multiple things, kind of all these layers begin to flow, where I get in this flow where I'm actually free. I'm no longer held um, held shackled by covering, hiding, running, and the last one, blaming. See, whenever everything came up, did, what did Adam do? Did he take responsibility and say, well, you know, I, I ate the fruit, Lord. I just, I did it. I chose to do it. I wanted to eat it. I wanted to, I mean, did he take responsibility or did he blame? Well, no, it was the woman you gave me. She told me to eat. He did not take responsibility. He deflected. See, all of those operations are proof that we're hiding. If I'm covering myself, I'm trying to hide. If I'm running, I'm trying to hide. If I'm blaming someone else, I'm hiding. Or if I'm literally hiding, I'm hiding. Those that hiding is completely the opposite of the will of God for our life. And that will cut us off from being grafted in. Those things, you know, you, and again, not that the Lord isn't merciful, but those things, if they're openly available and you see them, if your conscience is pricking you and you realize, man, this is something I need to fix, turn around in the moment. There is grace to turn around. God's not expecting just perfection out of us, like all of a sudden we just need to be perfect. No, he wants us to grow with him. Again, it's the seed that grows and it begins to flourish. Again, as the waters of the word of God, Jesus said, my voice, or John, check this out. In the um, Revelation, John says, that's what, not in John, but in Revelation, John says this. He says, I saw the Lord, right, in John chapter 1, or Revelation chapter 1, excuse me. He sees the Lord, you know, with hair white, and he says, his voice was like many waters, right? Now, if you think about the Word, right, he was the Word made flesh. So, the Word of God is like many waters, Whenever it is flowing throughout our soul, throughout our heart, and we're speaking the word out over our bodies, over our lives, we're praying it. Lord, we thank you. We're activating the authority that God's given us in the earth. Again, we're made of dirt, right? We got authority in the earth where the sole of your foot treads. I have given it to you, said to Joshua. So there's this, there's this understanding 
that, man, I can activate the flow of life, the flow of the word of God. I'm connecting where two or three agree, touching things in heaven. Jesus prayed this, Lord, pray that your kingdom come, your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. So when we're praying, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. All right. Give us this day our daily bread. When Jesus said, pray, this is how you pray. Well, what's my daily bread? The Bible says that I don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So those, those words that proceed from Jesus, those words that proceed from the Holy Spirit, those are the things that I actually live by. Those little revelations, whenever I'm, I'm going down and I'm going into, into town and I'm, I look and I see some birds on the side of the road and the Lord just whispers to me and says, Hey, If I'll take care of them, I'll take care of you, right? That's the word of God being confirmed by the Holy Spirit in action. I see visually, I can see the the birds. The Holy Spirit brings back forth the scripture in Matthew chapter 7. And that's that, that scripture that I read once. I might not even be thinking about it, but it comes up. Wow. He said, look at the birds of the air. They're taking care of, they neither sow nor reap. Let you, yes, your, yet your heavenly father, excuse me, feeds them and takes care of them. See, that's that beautiful. So then there's this revelation that comes up and I can grab onto that. And that is food for me for that day. That is a word from God. That is a rhema word. That is a spoken word of God using the logos, right? Using the written word of God, but he's actually speaking it to me by his spirit. And there's this, then I can connect with God. I'm worshiping God in that moment. Again, worship is intimacy, agreement, and partnership. Then I can intimately worship with the Lord. What does it mean to, I'm, I'm actually conversating with him. I'm having conversation. Lord, thank you for, for giving me that revelation. Thank you for helping me to see this and see out of that revelation, right? Then you look at the song, Jireh. There's a, it's a common song that's come out. I'm trying to think of who sings it. I think it's Elevation or Maverick City. I'm not sure. It's one of them, um, one of the worship guys, you can look it up. It's a song that was very popular for a while. It kind of had like a, a really cool explosion. Why? Because it was out of a revelation. There, the bridge of that song, they start singing that section of scripture where it says, if you, you look at the, the birds of the air, how much more does he love you? Right? If you look at, if he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, Right, he's talking about the, the 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 flowers. If he takes care of the birds of the air, how much more does he love you? What is that? They are singing out of a revelation. In other words, there was this moment where the Holy Spirit connected Scripture and reality, and it just boom, it came alive in their heart, and they begin to profess out of their mouth that revelation. And that revelation is what carries that anointing. It carries that sauce, you know, that'll actually change your heart, that breaks things. You know, when you, it's just this beautiful flow and that's working with heaven. That's touching things in heaven. You're touching that power that's available through the father in the Holy Spirit that Jesus is again, actively interceding for us. So there's this beautiful relationship that we co-op with Jesus, with what he did on the cross. We work together with him. We're active with him. And then that plant, right? The seed, the family of God, the kingdom of God then can come into the area. It can come into the land where you're living. It can come into your home. It can come into your city. It can come into your school. It can come into your, your workplace and it will actually thrive and just billow up. And then you have this huge tree that has been planted in the truth that is connected directly to the taproot that Jesus planted when he laid his life down. He said, let's a kernel of wheat fly down, lie down and die. It cannot grow. So he goes, it goes down. He planted his life. And now out of that life has grown many lives, 
we have become branches, all connected to the love of God and the life of Christ, growing and creating this huge family tree, this huge kingdom that is this family mission, right? This huge mission that we can walk with Christ every single day. We can be fruitful in our every moment because we're getting fed in every moment of every day by all that is true through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God. Man, it's just, it's it's very, um, this is very good stuff. I am, I don't know about you guys, this is blessing me. I am like, this is, I'm, I'm hearing this for the first time to you guys. This is amazing stuff. Man, what a, what a great day to be alive. What a great day. I mean, really, God cares enough about us. He's still there. We are so, de- again, it's the dependency. I wouldn't be saying all of this because I didn't, I didn't come up with this on my own. The Lord is revealing things to me. He's revealing things to you. There's wonderful truth that God is revealing to you through the Holy Spirit that not just impacts your lives, but impacts the people that are connected to you. See, again, God has us all placed. I didn't choose to be born into the family that I was born into, but yet God did that sovereignly. He chose, this is where I'm going to plant you. Same thing with your life. Now, does that mean he agrees with everything that might have happened in your family and wanted all of maybe the the things that happened to that? Not necessarily. It means that he knew where you needed to be and who you needed to be connected to because he has a way for his will to be accomplished and his love, when it's planted, it does not fail. The Bible says love does not fail. When his true love is planted in your life, you can change your family tree for millennia to come. Because remember, he said, what's the blessing of the Lord? Aaron's blessing. He says, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace for generations, for generations, for your children and their children and their children and their children for a thousand generations, a thousand. That's a crazy amount of generations after you. But why? Because you chose to let that seed of love be planted in your life. That now the things that maybe your family might have got a little bit things right here and a little bit of things wrong here. Now the Holy Spirit can bring forth and grow in your life the kingdom of heaven and your family can be in that royal priesthood, right? We are kings and priests in this life. You can have all of that flourishing in your family if we would allow ourselves to be grafted into the tree, not hiding any longer, but being open and vulnerable before the Father before the Holy Spirit, and before one another. He said, confess your sins one to another that you might be healed, that you might be forgiven, right? Because healing and forgiveness, they're one, right? Jesus said whenever the man was paralyzed, he was down, you know, they brought him down and said, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or get up and walk or be healed. In other words, forgiveness and healing, they're like one and the same. So if you want to be healed, it's connected to the forgiveness of God. It's connected to the mercy of God. If you want your family to be healed, It's connected to the forgiveness of your family, forgiving things. It's all interconnected. And that's a whole nother um, podcast and conversation, I'm sure, because our time's kind of getting away from us. But anyway, I just, I really pray that this blessed you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the conversation, just hooking up. Um, We really, really, really appreciate everyone who is just, you know, it's so cool to see people that, you know, we started talking to maybe a year, a few years ago, and just see how everyone is growing. And God is just placing people, connecting people. It is super encouraging. It's super awesome to see what God's doing in this time. We are living in a wonderful, wonderful dispensation, wonderful time on the earth where there's some really, really sweet things happening. Wow. I gotta take a breath, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, this is so good. 
Thank you guys again. I want to give this shout out. If you guys want to know how to get in contact with us, look in the description of the podcast. There's links to our website, SpelmanMinistries.org. On our website, there's a way to contact us, or you can email us directly, um, SpelmanMinistries.com, excuse me, SpelmanMinistries at gmail.com. That's the email. SpelmanMinistries at gmail.com. You can directly email us that way, or you can private message us on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Spelman Ministries, or on Instagram, Spelman Ministries as well. You can message us on those platforms. Whatever podcast platform you're listening on, if you can leave a review, those reviews help the show to grow. We would appreciate it if you would do that. Um, Again, you want to support or be a part of the ministry, understanding more, getting a part of, we have a, um, sorry, we have a uh, weekly devotional that is uh, sent out every Monday. If you want to get that, you can sign up for that on our website. Again, it's all in the podcast description. You should be able to find it there, as well as I, I said it earlier, Spelman Ministries at, uh, excuse me, www.spelmanministries.org. It's the website. Man, I was doing real good with the talking part, but when you get to all that, like, uh, letting people know what to do. That gets kind of sometimes convoluted. Sorry about that. Again, just check the description. That's the easiest way to find all the information to get in contact with us. Thank you guys so very much. Again, I really, I can't thank you enough. I'm, I'm so thankful for what God's doing. It is a beautiful, beautiful um, day here, beautiful day to be alive. Again, I pray that the Lord bless you, that he keep you, that he make his face to shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.